Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tons of people take a multivitamin, me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. Hey, Ralph, Ralphie, Andrew, and Dave. All right, I got a little intel. Your Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, all right? And I'll tell you why. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the? Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. Try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in big trouble, pal. You piece of shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious, got a little bit of chip on your shoulder, huh? You gotta get, cut people down all the time. Is that what you gotta do? But uh, know that life is good. Appreciate it. Do what you do. Keep on keeping on. Shoot her out. <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's the time of week where we do the Twitter spaces. We're on either Wednesday or Thursday, depending on the day, depending on Saints news, that sort of thing. By the way, I just want to remind you people, you got till June 1st to sign up as a $12 annual patron to get your Smoke Monday Everyday t-shirt. Andrew, we have 50 people 
that have signed up for that freaking t-shirt. It's amazing. You should do it, but you got to do it by June 1st. Just saying. Uh, so thanks everybody for joining us. We've got a ton of people. If you're listening to this show live, we appreciate you. If you're listening to it later, remember join us live. You can, you can, we talk to people, we'll let people ask questions, fire off takes. It's fun today. Andrew, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, but I want to start here is that I think there is a path that Jameis Winston can win the MVP of the NFL for 2022. And I'm not just saying that because apparently he looked amazing throwing the ball in the OTAs this week that started yesterday. I'm not just saying that. There is a path for him to win the MVP. And this started when I was yelling at people on Twitter because they said, I hate Jameis. And I was just like, I don't hate Jameis. I just don't know how he's going to be necessarily for 2022. And Like the rest of the NFL, I'm a little uncertain about it. I'm not 100% convinced. But then I got to argue with people, and I formulated a theory on how he can win MVP. Um, But your thoughts on Jameis winning the MVP possibly, and what's your expectation for him in 2022? What's your realistic expectation? Well, whatever you've been smoking, drinking, (laughs) inhaling, and snorting in combination, I want all of that because it's clearly got you polluted in a way that (laughs) sounds amazing. It sounds great, Ralph, really. My my work Um, has a honey bourbon latte. In the face. I saw that. In How did fa- it taste, by the way? It tasted pretty good, but it only has like like a two drops of alcohol. So like when it comes out the coffee machine, it's it, you can smell the bourbon, but they can't obviously be serving alcohol out of the coffee machine at work, getting people sauced. Um, but it's pretty good. Like I think it was stronger than you thought. <laughs> Honestly, but based on the titles that you're coming up with for the podcast, listen. But but but, but no. Look look. I mean, look, D- Dave's point about look. This is the seed. Like this is it for Jameis, right? This is it for Jameis. One of one. I I don't really think he's going to have any more excuses when you consider Michael Thomas is back and Jarvis Landry, and now maybe Taysom at tight end and the offensive line reshuffle. I, I am still a little worried about the offensive line because I, I like what if what if Trevor Penning doesn't take and what if Ruiz and Pete are still garbage, right? <laughs> so that then the offensive line is maybe not as good as we hoped it would be, and obviously that would be a limiting factor. Skill position wise on the perimeter, his receivers are a lot better. So I, I expect Jameis to have a really good season. Now, do I think he's going to be MVP? Of course not. I, I think this. Uh, this is clickbait sensationalism. It's your not, title I got is ridiculous. A theory. I, got a th- but, I got a theory and a path to it. I'll listen to your theory in a second. But I, I think Jameis can build on what he was last year, which was 5-2 and two as a starter, 14 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. I'd like to see the completion percentage go up. I mean, 59%. Mm-hmm. You're not moving the chains if you're throwing completing 59 percent. That's of your almost and it, and it, in 2020. And it's not like the Saints were running the ball that well last they year. Weren't. So 59 percent completions when you consider how the Saints were running the ball last year is not going to get it done in terms of moving the chains. And so I think a lot of what James's game was based on was not turning it over and hitting the occasional big play. I, I think consistency wise, it has to get better. But I think his ceiling's pretty high. Like I think he could make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, here 
the my theory with Jameis, and this was an argument that I got in with people. People just think I'm negative with Jameis, and I was just like, I don't know. But it devolved into this weird path with somebody that his emoji was like an orange, I think, and like three other people. And I said, listen, I think the best case scenario for Jameis is he turns into Ryan Tannehill, where Ryan Tannehill... The Dolphins traded him to Tennessee, and I believe the Dolphins, when they traded him to Tennessee, they sent a pick with him to Tennessee. They, they like, sent Ryan Tannehill in a fourth, and Tennessee... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day... Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. He sent like a six-round pick back because Tennessee was like, we'll take him, but you're paying the salary. And then Miami was like, cool. So they got him. And Ryan Tannehill in... 2019, 2020, and 2021, like Tannehill has been freaking amazing for Tennessee. And I said on Twitter, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people are down on that. Like if you look at Ryan Tannehill's 2020 stats, that's what I was saying. I mean, that's like a top five season in the last five years. I said that. I quarterback. Said, I said, Jameis Winston, you give me, he turns into 2020 Ryan Tannehill, which, by the way, if you don't want to look it up, it was Tannehill had 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and he ran for seven touchdowns. So he had 40 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and I believe three fumbles. So he had 40 touchdowns and 10 turnovers. You, Jameis gives us that. And, and wasn't his completion percentage like in the high 60s? Yes. Also? You give yeah. us that, Andrew. We are having a parade. We are having a freaking. I mean that that would that would be a good year for Russell Wilson. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. So I mean, so that's, that's my pet. That's how Jameis wins the MVP. And people were like, "How can you compare him to Tannehill?" I think it's a lot of people. Like Tennessee is one of those teams. Even when they're good, no one pays attention to him to Tennessee. So I think t- Ryan Tannehill. I think there's a giant chunk of people that are NFL fans. They might even be pretty hardcore NFL fans. They don't know how good Tannehill is. Like because maybe they don't play fantasy. They don't really care about Tennessee. Tennessee's never on national TV except if it's a Thursday night game, right? So I think there's a large chunk of people that like Tannehill, those three really good years, they just like passed in the night. No one noticed them. But if you – Jameis gives you that, the Saints are winning 12-plus games. And yeah, my question to you, though, is people, would say, people that are maybe – 
like me, they, they think that Jameis is like, it's a very hard bar to reach, but I think he can reach it. But my question to you is not looking at Jameis like, like comparing him now, but like when Tannehill got traded, was there anybody on earth that was like, Tannehill's going to be amazing for three years and Tennessee's going to go 30 and 13 no with him at quarterback? Not even his parents. <laughs> no one. Yeah. I mean, Tannehill basically got Arthur Smith a head coaching job. Um, he got uh, Matt LaFleur uh, the job with the Packers. Well, no, he might have. I, I can't remember. I don't know. No, Matt LaFleur has been the coach of Green Bay for three years. So so Tannehill didn't get him the job. But if you if you if if I said to you, listen, of everything Jameis did last year, if I said to you, Andrew, you can make – one of his things from last year, his his seven starts with the Saints, you can make one of them better. You can make one of those things that he does elite, but nothing else is going to change. What would the thing from Jameis, you would be like a stat, not not like I want his processing to be bad. What, but what stat would you say, I want that to be freaking elite. The rest of it can stay or even regress a little. But if he does this one thing, the Saints are going to be good. Elite, well, elite I would say I, I, I would say accuracy, but to me, it's not just like look at his accuracy percentage. Like, is it higher than fifty nine? And then you're pleased. Like to me, it's ball placement in in the short possession passing game. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's really just when he throws it to the running back, is he putting Kamara in, in, in space where he's leading him, where Kamara can catch it in stride and continue to run? Because like that, the difference between that and hitting him in the back hip can be the difference between a 50-yard touchdown and a three-yard game, you know? So, like, it, it, I, I would say that I, I would say it's accuracy, but more importantly than that, it's in the short game, it's really it's ball placement. Yeah, Tannehill was 66% completion in 2020. And that's the stuff that Drew killed at. Like, even late in yeah. his career when he was old and he could barely throw anymore, his ball placement on the short stuff was was perfect. And that's why he was still he had so so good. That's why he was still so good. And, and you know, we were we, we were passing around that chart today of like the elite quarterbacks, the very good quarterbacks. And I noticed that you know, Tom Brady was listed in the elite, and I noticed that um, Joe Burrow was listed in the greats, right? Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me, it's like, man, if you look at these quarterbacks from like an athleticism point of view. Burrow and Tom Brady at this stage of their career mm-hmm. would be at the bottom of this list of all the quarterbacks. And yet here they sit at elite and great. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, it dawned on me. I mean, this is obvious. I think we all know this on some level, but like pro- mental processing and what you have between the ears is a quarterback is such a thinking thing. And it's just like, the mental aspect of the game at that position is just so critical. And that's where I don't know if Jameis has it. I know he's really smart. I, 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 in some ways I worry that he overthinks, you know, like Mm -hmm. Jameis is a thinker. He's not one of these guys that goes out there and just does whatever, like Aaron Brooks. Like he's a thinker. I think sometimes I think he gets in his own head a little bit because he maybe overthinks. But I, I, I think with Jameis, look, we know the physical skills are there. If we're just talking about the arm talent 
We're just talking about, I mean, there's a reason this guy was drafted first overall. The, the, the arm talent, the, the ability is off the charts. It's sick. And so it's really boils down to with him is can he put it all together from just a cog- cognitive standpoint? And it's not that he's not smart enough. I think it's just, you know, it, it, is he quick enough? Is he sharp enough? You know, is he – and and I think he, he's been given a lot of information and a lot of what he was told in Tampa is very different from what he was told in New Orleans. And now he's got to put all that together. And then, oh, by the way, there is a little bit of a technical hitch, technique flaw that he needs to work on. But he's a really hard worker. So, you know, I, I think with Jameis, it's just I know he's going to put in the work. It's just is it going to take? Yeah. And the, the thing that gives me a lot of hope with Jameis is the light came on that first Tampa game. Like we saw it. He was going to cook that Tampa secondary. I know. That's the part that kills me about yeah. the timing of his injury. Yeah. But but again, again, I, I go back to Brady and Burrow as being on the top of that list. And I just think, man, like I looked at all those quarterbacks on that list and I would put Burrow close to the bottom just in terms of talent, athletic talent. And I, I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, it's all mental processing. Yeah, well, Burrow, his arm is not the greatest, but his mobility is really – his athletic it, is it Is it, though? His mobility in the pocket and around is – It's not – I mean, his mobility is not better than Josh Allen or – That's true. Lamar that's Jackson. True. I well, mean, no, he's true. not on that level. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, you're right about the, pro- the processing. And, and freaking about football – what would Jameis, in your mind, what does he have to do to win MVP? What combination of stats and Saints record would he have to achieve, knowing that Breeze was ridiculous in 2011, was ridiculous in 2018 for the first 12 weeks, and never got an MVP? I, I folks, but I, yeah. you know, so wh- what would Jameis have to do, and what do the Saints have to do for him to get our dream of Jameis MVP? Well, the first thing is Breeze didn't win the MVPs because he said he had like major ill luck because every time he had a great season, some other quarterback was having some all-time yeah, great season. They so goal, they moved the goalpost on it. Yeah, like oh, so, it, it, when when it, when it when it was twenty when it was twenty eleven, it was oh well, well Aaron Rodgers went fifteen and one when you know yeah other years and, it was and everything, and then in twenty eighteen it was the exact opposite. Mahomes had all the. Uh, measurable stats and yeah. accounting stats and everything uh for winston to win mvp okay uh let's see i'd say he'd have to have above i want to say 4500 yards passing 35 plus touchdowns and fewer than like 15 interceptions at least and probably like in that 8 to 12 range and then the saints would have to be like They'd have to be a one or two seed and not just like a one or two seed, but like one of the like the more dominant teams where they're like just blowing out teams because yeah. they have great defense and a great offense. I, I could see it happening just because I don't see them. I could see it happening just because like if you look at who could win MVP in the NFC, I don't really feel like there's a real I don't think they're going to give it to Rodgers. Maybe they'll give it to him for like, what is it, a third year in the row? I don't know if they're going to do yeah, that. They'll have, the, they'll have the Michael Jordan thing, Andrew, where they're just like, yeah. they just don't want to give it to him. Even, even Yeah, if- but 
especially since the, all the questions now is just can he win in the playoffs with Rodgers? I don't think they care much about what he does in the regular season anymore. Yeah. I think they're kind of concerned. And I just think Green Bay is going to have a hard time. No, I, 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 yeah. I just think I don't think a team in the Super Bowl era has gone four straight thirteen win seasons. And I know they play an extra yeah. game, they play an extra game, so it makes it more complicated. But Andrew. I think for Jameis to win the MVP, I think he's got to put up the Tannehill 2020 season, and the Saints would have to be a number one seed. I think the number two seed wouldn't do it. But also, Andrew, I think if Jameis wins the MVP, he's going to have to do two other things. He's going to have to light Tom Brady on fire in that Monday night game, <laughs> and Jameis, is, he's going to have to look awesome because that, like, the MVP isn't just about – it's about narrative, right? And that would be a late December game. It would have to mean something, like, for first place in the NFL. Maybe the Saints and Tampa are both good, and it's like, hey, whoever wins this game gets the upper hand for the, the, the number one seed in the NFC, and the, the team that loses is the, is the five seed, right? And he would have to just be amazing. And it would probably have to be amazing in another game that got flexed to like drive the narrative that he is the best player and the leader of the Saints team that's the number one seed. Like, because I think it, it's almost like in horse racing, like a long shot horse can win, but they might have like a bad draw. They, they might draw a, a, a bad, I don't know what you call it in, in uh, horse racing, when whatever like slot you're in, but you got to like come from off the lead. Jameis is going to have to come from way back. So he's he's not like Aaron Rodgers where, like, if the Packers win 11, 12 games and, and Aaron Rodgers is fantastic, he's guaranteed to be in the top five. Like, Jameis, just to get – just to elbow his way in the conversation has to be special. Well, it's not that different from coach of the year. and You know, MVP is based on team success. And so you can't you can't have a terrific season with terrific stats, mm-hmm. but go eight and nine and expect to be in the mix. So I actually think if, if Jameis can lead the Saints to let's say a fourteen and three record, thirteen and four record, I actually think that will make him more liable to win than any specific specific statistics. Really? I mean, look, I, if, if the Saints are that good, I think it implies that J- – I mean, it's not like Jameis is throwing 30 picks and they're going 30, I think, 13 I four, think the thing you know? with Jameis, and, and not to be conspiracy guy of people on Twitter that think the media is against Jameis, which I, I think they overblow it, but I do think there's a – everything – there's a kernel of truth in it. I do think if the Saints are really good, I can see people making the argument that – like if he, if if Jameis is like MVP level, it probably means like the Saints hit a home run with Olave, right? Michael Thomas is back. Landry's looking really good, and I could see them making the case. Well, you know, I mean, ch- sure, Jameis has got he's got forty. You know, it's middle December and he's got forty two hundred yards and he's got thirty four touchdowns and 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 nine picks. But I mean, Baker Mayfield, if he had the if he had those three receivers and Kamara, I mean, he'd be successful too. I mean, how hard is it? Like they're gonna move they're gonna move the goalposts against Jameis, I think, which makes it harder for him. But the MVP discussion to me. And thanks for about football for joining us. The MVP discussion for me, Andrew, gets back to what you said about this is his last shot. And I think people took it as the last shot as like, oh, well, you think Jameis is going to be out of the NFL if he doesn't succeed. Not that. 
But if he doesn't succeed with the Saints and they don't, and the Saints decide, look, he's not a guy that we're going to commit to long term. There's not going to be another team that's going to commit to him long term. He's going to be yeah. the Carson Wentz's, the Ryan Fitzpatrick's, the Trubisky's. We're like, he'll be a starter, but he'll be it'll be because he bounces from team to team to team, and he never is. That's like, best case scenario. Yeah. You know, put on the he's flip, bridge guy. He's bridge guy, and. You can make a career. He could play another 10 years doing that. But- Speaking of out of the NFL, um, the best thing the Raiders could do right now is sign Kaepernick. Oh, my God. You, you talk- I'm just from a PR standpoint, like I just feel like they, they need this right now. They need it because they're own- – They need the positive PR. They're – I want to say their, their president – I think it was like not their general manager, their, their president who had been there forever, basically – he either fired or they or he quit, and he was like, "Yeah, Mark Davis is being inappropriate, acting terribly towards employees, abusive, all kinds of stuff." And I, I mean, can he be any worse than Gruden? And I and I warned <laughs> you know? him about it, and I sent it to the NFL, and then they they got rid of me. So like the Raiders, like they, this sign of Colin Kaepernick really is like the best thing. They could. It makes you wonder if, if it makes you wonder if Goodell was just like, look, I can make this go away, but like you gotta, you gotta. And by Kaepernick. the way, Kaepernick deserves it. We don't want to make this about Kaepernick, but he freaking got blackballed. He deserves another shot. And by the way, I've seen some of the backup quarterbacks that collect checks in the NFL. Colin Kaepernick deserves to be collecting a check. And you you can say whatever you want about Kaepernick's abilities to be a starter at this point, but there's no way you can tell me he's worse than like freaking Nathan Peterman, who's had a job <laughs> for like five the years Peterman. now. The, you know what I mean? The Peterman. I mean, come on, get out of here. Tons of people take a multivitamin. Me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. 
Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. Let's go to Blues fan base. Unmute yourself. And uh, what are you thinking about Jameis this year? And what is it going to take for him to become MVP? Um, I, I'm, I'm excited for Jameis. Uh, I've always thought, you know, at first, you know, the first few games he's had, you know, obviously it's a little questionable. But I think, I mean, before the before his injury, I thought, and obviously the Saints didn't, don't have the, the offensive depth that we have going into the season. I thought, just aside from that, I thought he played really well. Uh, I thought he could do great things. I thought he had potential. And now that he's got offensive depth, um, going for him and, you know, hopefully a little bit more protection on the O-line. I- I'm excited for him. I- I'm really excited uh, and think that, you know, this team and Jameis himself can just shine even more with what we've got. He was, and, uh, and he was way more mobile than I thought he was. I thought he was kind of like a pocket passer yeah. that had a little bit mobility that could escape in the pocket. No, dude, he runs weird and it's comedy when he runs and I find it hysterical. <laughs> But it's effective. It freaked, but it's effective. Yeah, it, it freaked me out at first. I was like, I don't, I don't like this. But whatever he was doing, it was, it always worked. I'm like, all right, let's let's go with it. I guess he runs kind of like a giant kangaroo. Like it's almost like he's <laughs> hopping. But it's, but it's, but it, but it works. So no complaining. Um, but give me, blues fan, give me one, one of. Not Olave and not Michael Thomas, a guy on offense that we're not thinking about that you are. That's like that guy's got to be good. It can be it can be tight end, receiver, offensive line. Like, what's a guy that you're thinking about? You're like, man, if if that guy can be good, it's gonna help a lot. I, I got no, I got nobody to be honest with you. <laughs> I figured you might say Ruiz or Pete. Um, I. McCoy's in a big year because if he can't get a contract done with the Saints, which I would expect maybe he will in the summer, if he can't get an extension done, this year becomes huge for him because he's a second-round pick, so this is his fourth year. Uh, And centers, you know, a good center, Andrew, I mean, I would say McCoy's probably in line with the Saints for like five years, $55 If he... I mean, I, I just I don't think Ruiz is in line to get a second contract right now. I don't think Pete is. You know, Pete Pete might be in his final year with the Saints. Ooh, so like, he'd be a dead money uh, hit, man if they got. Yeah, but I I just I don't think there's any way the Saints are letting McCoy walk. I could be wrong, but I, I think McCoy is going to be a priority to keep. Did you guys? And this is probably a, a rhetorical question. Did you guys see? Uh, I just saw it was posted about an hour ago that the NFL is taking seven point five million dollars from the Saints based on the settlement for the Rams' move from St. Louis to L.A. No, what is that? What was that about? Uh, Explain. CBS Sports. CBS Sports uh, is is posting it, but basically, like because. Uh, okay, so the Rams' move from St. Louis to Los Angeles was not cheap, but the owner, Stan Kroenke, had agreed to pay all legal costs for the relocation. By the time the Rams <clears throat> and NFL reached a settlement with the, with the city of St. Louis, the cost of the lawsuit had reached $790 million. This was not the other 31 teams' problem, though, since Kroenke said those costs were covered, but the owner soon changed his tune. Kroenke attempted to back out of the paying uh, to St. Louis, saying he agreed to pay for the legal fees, not the settle- settlement. According to uh, a report from the Athletics, Daniel Ka- 
uh, Kaplan, uh, the league has quietly taken $7.5 million from each team, a total of $232.5 million to help with the cost. There is no word yet on whether the teams will get that money back if Kroenke ends up paying the cost himself. Owners went into the move believing no money would be taken from their teams and ended up with millions gone. So if I'm reading that correctly, whatever everything that happened between St. Louis and Stan Kroenke where Stan was like, oh, you know what? You guys are fine. We're, we're staying in St. Louis. I mean, Don't, I... you know, keep buying, keep buying season tickets. You guys are fine. And then next season, poof, gone. Oh, sorry, we're going to L.A. I mean, that's I'd be, basically what seems like to happen to the rest of you guys. I'd be bent if I was seven point five million is nothing. Like that's that's significant money. Like that's I, I know we think of these these NFL teams as like golden goose and they just print money and I and they do sort of, but like seven point five million is not nothing. Like like somebody had good to, somebody had to walk down to Gale, Gale's office and be like Gale. Um, the NFL is taking seven point five million dollars from us. Like, I'd be, I, I'd slap Kronk inside the face. What pisses me off the most is like I literally left being a Rams fan because of that man. <laughs> like, I have, I have family from New Orleans. I mean, they live in Houston now because of Katrina. So I became a Saints fan. I was like, finally, I can ex- escape this toxic relationship. And here we are in twenty twenty two. I still got deal. He's stealing money. He's hanging around. It's like, yeah. I mean, I will thanks, say this. Blues I don't. I, I, I never really it. understood thank you guys. why people care. Yeah, thanks so much, man. Um, I, I never really understood why fans care about the money. Like, other than the cap, yeah, you know, I, the cap I get because the cap is like, you know, what you spend means you can't spend it on something else, right? And so then, if you want a certain player, and your team spends the money on a player that you don't want, let's say. And let's say you really want, let's say it's 2021 and you really want your team to add a receiver. And instead they, they spend the money on something else and you don't get a receiver. And all of a sudden your receiver room sucks. I, I can't imagine what team that would be. But, you know, in, in, in that scenario, you know, I, I can mystery. see why fans would be upset about that. But like, you know, when, when a team gives up cash in a trade or they lose 7.5 million or, you know, like, I never really understood why fans care about that. Yeah. That's just like Gail Benson's money and like, eh, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah she lost some. Anyway, KB, how you feeling about Jameis? What's up, guys? What's up? What, what tape you been watching? You been, I know you were watching Baker. What what, what tape you been watching? Um, I've been doing some Charger stuff recently. Um, a little I bit could watch of, Justin Herbert all day. I'm not going to lie. I know. Actually, I've been focusing more on the defense than the offense. I mean, I could watch Justin Herbert till I die, but I've been kind of wanting to learn a little bit more about coverages and, like, understanding moving parts. So I've been trying to teach myself the Staley defense, like the Fangio Staley defenses. But I hope everyone at Game Pass steps on the most Legos on Earth every day for the rest of their lives because oh they took Game the old 22 away. Game, Game Pass is a war crime. Like, for real. Like Literally. It, no, literally. It is like, a, why are we sending $40 billion gazillion dollars to the Ukraine when we can be sending it to people so that everyone can have all 22 access? It's the, 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 the navigation, how it works, is just awful. Oh, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. But... I'll tell you this about Justin Herbert. I, I, I want to say this right now. I say this as the biggest LSU Joe Burrow homer of all time. 
Hey guys, this concludes the free version of the show. If you want the full version, you'll need to become a patron. We need more support from the 2,000 of y'all that listen to the free show every week so we can keep Thomas doing all the great stuff he does. The great content we give you guys takes time and money. Patrons get access to another 30 minutes of this episode. It's only $7 a month to get full access to the show, and you can become a patron at saintshappyhour.com. We appreciate everyone who listens to Saints Happy Hour, and even if you don't become a patron, please continue to enjoy the free version of the show.